dietary pitfalls that lower your testosterone levels. While it's normal for testosterone levels to decrease as you age, the rate of decline seems to be at an all-time high. Today, men's testosterone levels are 25% lower than two decades ago. This doesn't just affect your libido or ability to build muscle. The latest research shows that low testosterone levels may leave you more susceptible to chronic conditions like diabetes, cardiovascular disease, osteoporosis, and depression. How do you know if you have low testosterone? A blood test for bioavailable and free testosterone will tell you exactly where you stand, but the most common symptoms seen in clinical practice are low sex drive, fatigue or poor energy, increased body fat, decreased muscle mass, low mood, and irritability. Turn on the TV during the next big football game and you'll see commercials for the latest gels and creams as a quick fix for low testosterone. While these may address symptoms in the short term, they won't address the root cause of your low testosterone. How can you restore your energy, mood, lean muscle, and libido? The answer is not in a bottle, it's on your plate. Here are the four top nutrition pitfalls that strongly contribute to low testosterone. Number one, you don't eat enough saturated fats. Over the past three decades, doctors and dietitians have told you to avoid saturated fats like the plague. In particular, saturated fats from animal sources were vilified as disease-causing and harmful for your health. Interestingly, this span of time coincides with a significant decline in testosterone levels in men, and it's no coincidence. Cholesterol is the building block for all your hormones, including sex hormones like testosterone. Studies show athletes training intensely and following low-fat diets suffer from low testosterone levels, whereas athletes following high-fat diets, in particular saturated fats, are able to mitigate exercise-induced reductions in testosterone. Adopting a paleo diet is a great way to optimize your intake of healthy saturated fats, including one to four tablespoons of butter, grass-fed is best, ghee, which is clarified butter, coconut oil, or red palm oil daily with your meals. Remember, saturated fats have a high smoking point, making them a great choice for pan-frying or stir-frying, or simply add them to your veggies before you eat. Number two, you sabotage deep sleep with late-night snacks. Simple sugars trigger the release of serotonin, your happy neurotransmitter, providing you with some relief and comfort after a busy day. Unfortunately, an eating bowl of ice cream or chocolate dessert raises your blood sugar hormone insulin and interrupts your sleep hormones. High evening insulin delays melatonin production, your sleep hormone, and ultimately affects your testosterone and growth hormone production overnight. Growth hormone, the fountain of youth hormone, teams up with testosterone during deep sleep to build lean muscle and support deep, rejuvenating sleep. Don't sabotage your testosterone building sleep. Replace sugary snacks in the evening with frozen grapes or berries, or enjoy a cup of herbal tea, mint, chamomile, rooibos, to help relax your nervous system. Be sure to aim for at least 7 hours of sleep per night. Number 3. You eat too many carbs and simple sugars. If you are overweight or out of shape, you likely have poor insulin sensitivity. This means that your body does not process carbohydrates very efficiently, resulting in consistently elevated insulin levels in your bloodstream. Chronically high insulin leads to the overproduction of a hormone called androstenedione, which competes with testosterone in the body, resulting in low testosterone. Androstenedione is also five times weaker than testosterone, meaning you're getting far less bang for your buck. Therefore, if you are overweight, the best way to boost testosterone levels will be to improve your insulin sensitivity by simply losing weight. This is a very common scenario that suppresses testosterone production. Simply adopt a high-protein, high-fat, low-carb, less than 100 grams per day, paleo diet, and your testosterone levels will be back on the rise in no time. Your libido, too. Note, if you are already very lean, these rules don't apply. A very low-carb diet 
for too long can excessively elevate stress hormones and suppress into testosterone levels in those who are very lean or very fit. Number four, you drink too much alcohol. Did you know that the medical definition of a binge drinking session is only five units of alcohol for a male and four for a female? A recent study found the average number of drinks on a night out is between eight to nine drinks per person. This is almost twice the amount of the medical definition of a binge. Perhaps a double binge is the appropriate term. Typically, the higher your alcohol intake, the greater your weight gain around the abdomen. Unfortunately for men, the more weight you store around your belly, the greater the activity of an enzyme called aromatase, which converts your precious muscle-building testosterone to estrogen. A simple way to reduce testosterone levels is to cut out alcohol completely for one to four weeks. If your schedule and client outings won't allow complete abstinence, try cutting your intake by 50% and not consuming more than two to three drinks in a single day. Beer is the worst offender as it is mildly estrogenic, offers up an excess of calories, and contributes to the classic beer belly. Opt for red wine, high in aromatase-inhibiting resveratrol, or spirits, neat, on the rocks, or mixed with soda water. Finally, if you follow a bodybuilding-style workout, training different body parts multiple days of the week, then you may want to tweak your program to boost testosterone levels. The research is clear that compound movements such as squats, deadlifts, and Olympic lifts, cleans, snatches, and jerks are hands down the best way to naturally boost your testosterone levels. Simply combine lower body and upper body exercises into the same training day and you'll maximize your hormone building potential. If you are training three days per week, perform deadlifts on day one, Olympic lifts on day two, and squats on day three. Adding compound upper body movements like bench press, push press, chin-ups, pull-ups, inverted rows, and dips, and you'll increase your testosterone levels and lean muscle in no time. Be sure to include whey protein isolate, 40 grams for men, 30 grams for women, after each training session to accelerate recovery and promote muscle protein synthesis. If you can digest dairy, full-fat milk, 500 mils to 1 liter, is an excellent post-workout choice. There you have it. Correct these four common dietary pitfalls, modify your workout regime, and your testosterone levels will be back on the rise. Symptoms of low libido, fatigue, weight gain, and low mood will soon subside without the need for costly creams or gels. Give your body the right nutritional building blocks to maintain a healthy testosterone balance. Dr. Mark Bubbs, ND, is a naturopathic doctor, strength coach, author, speaker, and blogger practicing in Toronto, Canada. He believes that diet, exercise, and lifestyle factors have the most profound impact on your overall health and performance. Mark is the author of The Paleo Project, a 21st century guide to looking leaner, getting stronger, and living longer, and currently serves as a sports nutrition lead for Canada men's Olympic basketball team. All right, Paleo Hackers, you just heard him read his article. Today with me is Mark Bubbs, Dr. Mark Bubbs, I should say, um, to talk today about you know the four dietary pitfalls that can really lower your testosterone. So, Mark, thanks for coming on the call, man. No problem. Appreciate it. So they just heard you kind of go over the article, um, but let's take a step back. Why does this matter to the listener right now? How is testosterone affecting their life? Kind of what's in it for them? Yeah, I mean, the biggest thing is that um, today in terms of our, our natural testosterone levels, they're, they're trending on a real decline from a couple generations ago. And there's there's a lot of little things that add up to big things in our day-to-day life and in our diet. And in the day-to-day life is just sort of you know being busy, being on the go, these kind of things, lack of sleep can can really start to reduce testosterone production. And on the dietary side, one of the reasons why a paleo approach is so effective is that you know the traditional diet, which is going to be higher in carbohydrates, higher in sugars, lower in saturated fats, those things tend to really drive down um, testosterone levels as well. So it really sets somebody up to have um, 
you know, low normal even testosterone or you're in outside of the normal range. Okay. And so when you say low testosterone, what might the person at home be feeling if they have low testosterone? So there's a, there's various different symptoms. I mean, you can, and, and to varying different degrees as well. Um, low mood is a classic one. Uh, poor performance in the gym, poor recovery in the gym. We see now even in terms of cognitive function um, is also a, a key there. A higher risk for cardiovascular disease uh, is another keynote um, as well. Um, but generally just feeling kind of lower energy, lower libido, um, poorer focus, and general kind of aches and pains from training that perhaps the person didn't experience three, okay. five, ten years ago, and they, they do now. Is and this there can any, be men and women as well. Yeah, I was going to ask, is there any specific group that's at particular risk for low testosterone? Well, I mean, it depends on – there are various different groups. I mean, I would say as people gain weight, um, that's a definitely a high risk factor because you know an enzyme in the body called aromatase starts to convert testosterone over to estrogen. Um, normally with some people who gain weight, their insulin, their blood sugar hormone is elevated. Um, and in men that, that creates more, um, androstenedione, which is effectively a weaker form of testosterone. So they're sort of taking up the parking spots that the normal testosterone would take. And that's, that really has an impact on your overall testosterone output. And in women, it actually overproduces the testosterone. So it's a little bit different. If the insulin's elevated, they get this excessive production of testosterone and that leads to more of a PCOS, a polycystic ovaries type um, picture there. Okay, so this is a hormone that has to be very tightly regulated, and you get problems if you go too much or too little. Yeah, and in effect, it's almost one of those. It's, it's kind of cool because if you get your diet right, then that hormone, especially the blood sugar hormone insulin, it's really going to be balanced. Um, and the diet is different from person to person, but it's it's one of those ones where we just look at sort of the 21st century or the Western diet and all the things that are really kind of gone out of control with the carbohydrates and the sugars yeah. and the convenience foods. That's that's kind of the real driving force. And one of the reasons why it's important to get back to this root cause of what's going on versus, you know, we see now more and more, um, you know, doctors just sort of slapping on a testosterone cream or gel or pill um, rather than just sort of getting into the root cause, you know, just treating the symptoms basically. I want to get into the creams, pills and, and, and what they do later um, a little bit, but I want to, I want to touch on kind of testosterone. So it's, it's very, there's a myth that it's only important for men and that men are the only ones who need to be worried about their testosterone levels. And uh, it's very important for women as well, correct? Absolutely. I mean, the hormone balance, I mean, even estrogen is extremely important for men, but they tend to be scared of estrogen and vice versa in females. Testosterone has kind of a bad rap. But again, for cognitive function, preventing low mood and depression, testosterone is really critical in men and in women. Uh, for good cardiovascular health, that's often one that's ignored. I mean, we tend yeah. to give people statin medications, statin drugs uh, to lower cholesterols, but that actually reduces testosterone levels, which, you know, puts someone at increased risk of cardiovascular disease as well, amongst all the other things that, you know, a statin can do. So if people really need the medication, obviously, then that can be the powerful weapon. But I mean, for most people, it's uh, getting back to kind of the, the big rocks, really, of that diet, exercise and lifestyle that are really going to shift things for them. Touching on exercise and lifestyle, then I know a diet, of course, is one thing that can affect testosterone. But there's other factors as well. I know, I know, so lifestyle and exercise. Exercise can raise it and also decrease it. If you're overtraining, it decreases it. But if you're doing the right amount of training, whether it be high-intensity interval training or heavy weight-bearing activity, resistance training, you can get an increase in testosterone. But one thing that's not so obvious for people is lifestyle. So kind of talk real quick about how lifestyle can affect testosterone levels. Lifestyle is a really big one in this, in this you know, 
I work downtown uh, Toronto, big city, and people are, you know, you ask somebody if they're stressed and if it's sort of type A personalities, you know, they all say no, you know. Um, effectively, though, they're getting up very early, they're busy throughout the day, they're training hard, kids at home, whatever it is. So they're constantly on the go. And that sort of, um, that sympathetic drive, um, that fight or flight sympathetic drive produces more cortisol and adrenaline like it should do to keep the person going. But there's sort of no free lunch. So if you start pushing that system more, then the the rest and regenerate system, that parasympathetic system, you don't get as much bang for your buck in the evening. Um, Growth hormone is the hormone that gets produced when you're in deep sleep. And that's where people, if we start losing sleep or if we sort of wake while we're sleeping, um, that's a really common one. People kind of waking up through the night. uh, They sort of dismiss it as just getting up to go to the bathroom or just waking up a few times. But in the long run, that sort of taps into your, it starts to shrink the window of that growth hormone release. And that's going to really impact you know, your capacity to be in good hormonal balance and of course just your energy levels and okay, et cetera. So sleep is huge. Sleep is massive and we're seeing that more and more. You know, I work with the men's national basketball team here in Canada as the sport nutrition lead and then for us it's a huge component in a lot of the professional teams. You know, sleep, we're really starting to understand in terms of the research just how critical it is yeah. um, for this kind of hormonal balance and that's where even overusing caffeine you know coffee can be great for you but you can push a system a little too hard right yeah um, that's my that, that's my thing i love coffee and then that's when you can start to get into some problems and it's tricky for the average person because they like to see things in a black and white you know is coffee good for me or bad for me is this thing good for me or bad for me but it really depends on on what stage you're in you know coffee can be tremendously beneficial for cognitive function and for training but if you push that too far then it can actually lead into symptoms of sort of overtraining and fatigue and disrupt your sleep and lead you yeah. into those. So, Yeah, absolutely. And so the natural follow-up then is how do we fix if someone has low testosterone? What are some steps we do? So the biggest thing is to get back to um, diet and exercise. So number one, you'd mentioned before in terms of lifting in the gym, for the average person just getting in the gym is going to be critical. The compound lifts like your squats, your deadlifts, any type of Olympic lifts or even you know lunge patterns. The legs are really the key that drive the hormonal and testosterone output. So that's sometimes where you know some guys might say, "Well, I don't really want to work on my legs. I don't want stronger legs. I just want a bigger torso." Well, it's it's they're all combined, right? So we need to get those definitely the leg dominant exercises going. Wait, say, say that again. So the legs are responsible for a majority of the testosterone release with our bodies. So, so when we look at the literature and we look at testosterone output after training, uh-huh. all of the compound movements that are going to be squats, deadlifts, Olympic lifts produce the greatest amount of testosterone output. Um, oh. So th- that's why we want to get those into the programs. And that's why you'll see um, you know, Olympic lifters and things like that that look big, strong, and very balanced in terms of their physique, yet they're only performing a selection of four or five different exercises. Yeah. Where, you know, a bodybuilder might be doing 20 different exercises um, to get to achieve that sort of physique, um, we can kind of simplify things and really get to sort of, again, those sort of big rocks. So definitely squats, deadlifts, um, overhead squats, Olympic lifts, you can build somebody up too, but those are really crucial because they will bump up uh, testosterone output. Hmm. For the average person too, kind of staying in that 10 rep range and really starting to increase the amount of sets is sort of key. Um, for the more skilled lifter, then you can get into some lower rep ranges like the fours, the threes, the twos, but you've really got to then add on uh, more sets to that too to get that same output. Okay. Um, once they've got the training in, I mean, the thing you got to watch out for the average person is that chronic cardio syndrome where if we're trying to lose weight, we just start adding more and more volume of training in terms sure. of this moderate cardiovascular training. And, you know, after four, six, eight weeks, you sort of plateau on the adaptations that you've made. And then from there on, it can be pretty stressful in the body 
Um, because if someone's not losing weight, then they tend to add more and more of those days of, of running or, or cycling, spin classes, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, so getting into more shorter and intense work like sprints, et cetera, can also be the other side of the coin on that cardiovascular piece that's going to help them build that hormonal train. When we look at the diet, this is kind of the, one of the classic reasons I think even the, the paleo diets dovetailed so nicely with a lot of the research is that we know that saturated fat intake, if you start to really lower even the total fat intake or the saturated fat intake, you're going to get lower outputs of the cortisols and the testosterone. So you kind of classically see that in overtrained athletes. And the cool part is once we feed them more with, with you know, satur- high saturated fat diets, then all those hormones come back. So that's kind of an overlooked piece. And you know, for a lot of the listeners or people who are already into the paleo diet, perhaps you know, they've come around. But it's still pretty common if you tell someone to eat more eggs in the morning. I mean, the first thing they ask you is, well, what about my cholesterol levels and you yeah. know, what the saturated fats, right? Yeah, which is a ton of stuff we could get into. Um, uh, to keep it on testosterone then, I mean, a lot of people these days, it seems like, have been more open to hormonal replacement, hormone replacement therapies. And I know testosterone creams or uh, supplements can be a big one that are prescribed. Have you seen any benefit of those or i guess what's your take on the supplement part yeah i mean i think the biggest thing there is that you always want to make sure you're starting with figuring out where the leaks are in the system so if the person has a bad diet if their insulin's out of whack if other uh, hormones and stress are out of whack then just applying the cream is is tricky because the person's going to get benefit in the first two four six weeks but then they're going to hit a real plateau and they're going to need greater and greater doses of that cream because they haven't really addressed sort of the root cause so it's always Best to start with, you know, the diet, the exercise, the lifestyle inter- interventions, and then from there, you know, there's definitely scenarios where people can use, um, you know, creams. You want to be working or, or gels, etc. You want to be working with a doctor for that. I would say the the classic kind of mistake I see in in some docs is they're just putting on far too high doses yeah. of of the creams, and that can really again you get this great benefit. The client feels fantastic for the first four, six, eight weeks. But then they really they, they nosedive after that, and then we're looking into bigger and bigger doses, and that's when it's become sort of a slippery slope. What are maybe one or two things a person at home uh, to take away from this call can do to start getting their testosterone back in balance? Number one, food-wise, just keep the protein intake up and keep the, the fats intake up, saturated fats. So that's where kind of like the bacon and eggs breakfast or cooking with the coconut oil, cooking with the, the duck fat. You know that kind of stuff is a real home run for 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 supporting, and we tend to see the people just not doing enough of that when their levels are low. Um, and on the back end, even if you know with your lifts, with your exercise, make sure if you can even start every routine with a, a lower body dominant exercise, whether it's the squats, whether it's the mm-hmm. deadlifts, overhead squats, Olympic lifts. But as long as you get one of those in before even your upper body work, then it'll go a long way to kind of ramping the body back up into more anabolic uh, state. Great tips, Dr. Bubs. And the title of the article, Four Dietary Pitfalls That Lower Your Testosterone. They can find it on Paleo Hacks. Uh, real quick, I know you have a site. Tell our listeners about where they can find out more about you. Yeah, you can reach me at drbubs.com um, or at drbubs uh, on Twitter. And my new book is called The Paleo Project, and that's at thepaleoprojectbook.com. Great, man. Till next time. Good yeah. stuff.